The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and I'm going to list 31 quickish ways that you can either increase your prices or signs that you should be increasing your prices. Now, before I do that, I'm going to give you a bit of a caveat because I put a post out uh, giving people strategies to increase their prices, and I got a little bit of resistance from someone. It's normal, you know, my face gets resistance from some people. But he was talking about the fact that actually sometimes you should decrease your prices. We're actually just telling people to increase their prices without um, creating extra value is maybe not a good thing to do. So the caveat is obviously that you should only increase your prices if the markets can sustain it. And actually, it's fair exchange. Now, that would be the assumption. People who follow me, generally, most people who follow me probably have got room to increase their prices and probably aren't charging enough. And if you think of startup entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, trainers, etc., a lot of people they're undercharging, maybe because they don't have the credibility or experience yet. They don't have the confidence or self-worth. So for me, the single best thing to do to increase your prices is to increase the value proposition first and aim to create a fair exchange environment. So a lot of people do think, maybe I should put up my prices. And they're trying to put up their prices in line with inflation or price rises that are done to them by suppliers. But they're not really thinking, what extra value can I create? You know, what extra service could I offer? How could I care for my clients? How could I make their lives easier, quicker, better? How can I reduce their friction? How can I increase their quality? So there's probably not many, there's probably not that much of a limit on pricing if you increase the value. So I would always come from a place of what can I do? What bonuses can I add? What increased services can I provide? Um, what friction can I remove? I mean, if you look at Amazon and their one-click ordering system, I mean, no wonder everyone buys on Amazon because you remember buying online was such a faff and you had to re-put your details in a million different times and the pages take ages to load and then the data doesn't go in and then you've got to go and do it and what a faff. And then they make, make this one-click order. You just click and it just uh, it pulls in all the data and all of your um, you know, information and, and, and it makes the order and the purchase. And then the next day, the product is delivered. That's removing friction. It's making your quality of life easier, better. Um, it's making it faster. And that's a great example. So caveat over, of course, you can only increase your prices if you create value and there's room to increase your prices. Anyway, you get it. So some of these I'm going to share with you, 31 are signs that you should be increasing your prices and others are strategies to increase your prices. I believe many of them you could implement. Of course, some are going to be more relevant to you and your niche than others. So the first thing is, if you're in a growing industry, prices can go up because when an industry starts, often prices are low. If you think about, um, you know, Airbnb and Uber, they would have been lower and they've been up in their prices up and up and up and up and up. That's pretty normal. As competitors come into the market, as costs increase, as innovation um, needs to be reinvested into the particular service. So now sometimes that can happen in reverse. Like, for example, with the state agencies uh, and then the online agencies disrupting, prices can go down because an industry is disrupted. Um, but often in a growing industry, there is room to increase prices. It sometimes there's a need to increase prices. 
Second thing is when you're in demand, you're fully booked or you're sold out. That's a great opportunity to put your prices up because you're in demand and you're oversubscribed. And so my mentoring has gone up from it was £2,000 in 2008. And now it's £50,000 for a year's worth of mentoring with me. Now, I didn't just decide it was £50,000. I put it up really incrementally over nine, uh, 11 years, gaining real life experience. But most of the bumps, the bigger bumps in price and not just the inflationary kind of rises were when I was oversubscribed and full and I kind of could increase anyway um, because, yeah, it, it didn't matter because I was full. And by the way, when you're full and oversubscribed, more people want you. Uh, and often in that situation, the higher your price, the more in demand you are. It does depend on your industry, of course. The next thing, obvious, if you're not making enough profit, you've got to put up your prices. A lot of people are scared to do that, but you've got to be able to make fair profit. Now, it's nothing wrong with making profit. For, for fair exchange, there needs to be value to them. And there needs to be profit for you. If there's not profit for you, you can't sustain your product and service, which means you could go insolvent, which means you could go bust, which means you don't deliver the product or service promised to the client. And it's not better for the client. So it's actually better for the client if you make a fair profit so you can deliver your product or service. If you resent your customers, then there's a good sign there you're not charging enough or you're doing too much. So you need to increase the price or reduce what you offer or repackage your offer. If you just feel you're too cheap uh, and hey, look, sometimes... Um, increasing the price increases the position. Rolex have dramatically increased their prices over the last few years. And I think they've moved their position from high street to c competing with Patek Philippe and Audemars Piguet. Um, if you're getting great results, I think this is number six. If you're getting success stories, if there's real quality of your products and services, then you can increase the price in line with the improvement of service, success and results. Next thing, if you're attracting the wrong kind of clients, if you're attracting all the freebie seekers, if you're attracting people who want a tenner, for a fiver and they want everything in exchange for that. They want to come to your house, raid your fridge. They want to listen to your nice vinyl. They want to go upstairs, have a go on your um, missus or husband. Um, and, you know, they, they want everything that you've got. They want a tenner for a fiver. There's plenty of those kind of clients. Um, so, yeah, maybe you up your price and then you naturally upping the price will naturally uh, move those kind of clients away from you. If your service costs or your operation costs or your customer service costs are too high, high customer service could mean complaints, could mean you've got the wrong type of client, you've got the wrong pricing. So that might be a, a way for you to increase your prices to reduce the customer service or pay for the customer service. Um, cost inflation and general price rises, you know, two, three percent a year. I think it's way more wise to incrementally up your prices 5% a year than it is to wait five years and then up them 30% because that's going to be like a price shock. Um, generally, when things are more costly or expensive or higher priced, people appreciate them more. So people may not be appreciating your products and services because they're too low. They may appreciate them if you up them uh, and just reposition them in the marketplace. Um, there may be certain regulation or... Um, other market forces which anticipate price rises in property. There's been changes in the taxation, changes in the way you can um, or you can't claim interest relief. Uh, so that's eroded the profit margin for landlords. And so therefore you would um, anticipate that rents need to go up to factor that in so the landlords can make a profit. So there could be industry or regulatory anticipatory price rises. You've got to push your price up as those things happen. That's natural. If your suppliers increase your prices on you, for example, if Brexit costs causes a lot more um, difficulty or increased costs in, you know, shipping between European countries, etc. If competitors raise their prices, 
You may need to raise your prices in line. If you improve your product or service, you can imp uh, increase your prices. If you give extra value, bonuses, service, etc., you can increase your prices. Um, if you make your product or service more bespoke, more personal, more um, fit for the specific client needs, then obviously you can increase your prices. They're often really bespoke services um, are higher margin, sometimes lower volume um, product or service based um, niches. Okay. Um, if you're better at um, creating the product, if you're better at marketing the product, and if you make the product more exclusive, then that could give you um, an, an ability to increase your prices. Um, if you turn your product into a service or it's product becomes service too. So with, with retail, that has gone a lot online and disrupted retail. A lot of retails are going a service as well as a product based model like Barclays. If you go into Barclays, you know, look at the way they've relayed out all of their um, banks and, you know, how the staff they have. And they're, they're trying to offer more services as well as just being a, a product based come in, put your money in, take your money out so that they can hopefully innovate through disruptive time for the high street. So you can make your product a service or add services to your product. Um, if there is less competition in your marketplace, you can have higher pricing. If there's more competition, you could increase your pricing. Uh, if there's an increase in incomes from, for people, an increase in wages, that could force a price rise. Uh, if you need to hire extra staff, if you need to have increased overhead and if you have increased costs, the only way to draw extra money in is either extra income streams or an increase in margin and pricing. If you're saving your clients time, effort, energy, pain, you could increase your prices. If you're solving a very big, significant problem for them, look at pharma, the pharma industry. It, it, they have the, their products are very expensive, probably very low cost to produce, uh, although the, the R&D might cost a lot. But if they take away pain, then, of course, people uh, have, have a need and a desire for that. Of course, this should all be done ethically and morally. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, if you're priced on the value now, not priced on the value for the future and the ongoing support, you could increase your price based on ongoing and future support um, and value. Uh, you could have uh, add a guarantee and, you know, add sort of people add guarantees or assurances or insurances and that, therefore, you could increase your price um, to, to cover that. Um, if you do something completely disruptive that no one else does in your industry, you've got a chance to um, charge a higher price for that. So disruption can do that. Um, if you need to reinvest in innovation, disruption, incremental improvement, um, you know, you need to create IP, etc., then you may need the increased price um, to pay for that. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, if you want to do higher quality work, but less of it, you increase your prices. You probably lose a few clients, but you can do higher quality work, attracting higher quality uh, clients. If you want to increase your position in the market, like I said, Rolex did, then you can certainly increase the price. You have to be careful, though, because Lexus tried it and uh, Ford. Remember, Ford had the Granada and the Scorpio, like a 30 odd grand Ford when you could pay 30 grand for a Jaguar. So sometimes you do have to be careful not to. What is the, say the saying? Polish the turd? Uh, yeah. So again, you know, not all of these are going to work for you and you have to probably test these. Um, but you'll find your sweet spot of price elasticity in your market if you keep incrementally putting the prices up um, until such point where there's either unfair exchange, increased complaints, lower volume. Um, if you feel guilt, that's probably a fair sign that the prices are too high. The margin might be too high. If you feel resentment, bitterness, envy, um, frustration to your clients in their signs that maybe the price and the margin is too low. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, 
Um, yeah, and then finally, your story. So if you create a good story, if you create a bit about the history and the mission and the purpose and the changes and the improvements and you, what you've done in your industry to make positive change, uh, your accreditations, your experience, if you, that's all created into a story, then um, you could uh, that the prices could reflect that. Someone's just said, um, is this a um, dressing gown or is this a cardigan? Just like to let you know it's Vivian Westwood before you troll me. I think it's different. I hope you like it. Well, most people actually don't, but whatever. All right, then. So there are probably 30 plus ways, signs that you should increase your prices, strategies to increase your prices. I hope you found it useful. And if you're all listening to The Money Podcast, thank you for tuning in. I'm very grateful to you. Uh, so remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.